0: Podcast and I'm Havala Cunnington. I'm really excited that you're here. I need a new intro. I keep saying I'm really excited, but I do have this anticipation that you joining me is going to add value to your life. At least that's what I hope. I hope that when I think about you sitting there and turning on my podcast, maybe on your commute or your walk or in the morning while you're cleaning your house or whatever you're doing. I just can imagine that I'm adding value to your life and you're laughing with me. Maybe you're crying with me. Maybe you're rolling your eyes with me. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I hope that it's adding value and I'm serving you well. So today I want to jump into my brand new Bible study called I Do Hard Things Breaking Free of Fear and Pain. Breaking Free of Fear and Pain. For those of you that have dealt with fear and pain in your life, you know right away that this is not a quick fix overnight. Snap my fingers, done and done. Oftentimes, breaking free of fear and pain requires consistent, deliberate intention to get rid of the habits and the old patterns that we've allowed in our own lives to dictate our own behavior. And as somebody who is a recovering, fear-based, pain-filled human, I understand what it looks like to actually climb out of my pit of pain and into freedom and into peace. Now, I'm going to take you on that journey. I don't want to share everything with you because I'm going to read the first chapter with you. And then we'll jump back at the end and talk about it a little bit. Now, what am I reading out of? This is my brand new Bible study called I Do Hard Things. It is available at our website, www.truthtable.com slash I D H T. It's the letters of I Do Hard Things dot truththetable.com slash IDHT. You can also jump into the show notes and click the link where the it'll be available. And then you can also, for my UK listeners and my Australian listeners and my Canadian listeners, it'll be available on Amazon in the middle of December. So you will also have an opportunity to grab this book. Before we start, our global free online Bible study starting January 1st, 2020 through January 15th. Can you just save the date for me? Like if we were friends and I was looking at you across the table of a coffee shop, I would say, can you save this date for me? I know you got a lot coming up. I know we got Christmas parties and New Year and, you know, school out and kids and all this craziness. But can you just save this date so January 1st we can all start in unison this desire to do our life well and to climb out of pain and fear and all those things that want to hold us back. So I can't wait to see you across my kitchen table January 1st. Save that date. Make sure you sign up at truthstable.com to join the journey and also pick up my book, I Do Hard Things. You don't have to have a book for the Bible study. It's only to enhance it. So if you're getting stuck on, oh, I can't afford a book or I don't want a book right now, don't worry. You can still join us even if you don't have a book. If you have a book, though, it will help you as we jump into this study. All right, let's begin. I've never actually done this on my podcast. I've never read my book. So let's try this together. We'll see if it works. I hope that it translates. We will see. All right. Day one, I'm not all right. Pain has a voice. It says, do whatever you have to do to make this stop. It cries, do whatever it takes to get me out of this right now. Pain's voice is loud, persistent, unyielding. Pain is suffering. It can cause physical, emotional, and mental suffering, which affects every part of our lives. Pain affects our stories, whether we know it or not, admit it or not. Pain is there, and it's relentless. Both you and I choose to respond different ways to this deep suffering called pain but what joins us universally is that we are all trying to get as far away from pain as possible. Most of my choices, when looked at at a deeper level, are made to avoid getting hurt in the future or trying to stop my current suffering. Let's take a moment to think about our own lives. Ask ourselves some questions. What does this, how does this relate to my life right now? What pain am I trying to stop? What pain am I trying to avoid or cover up? What pain am I ignoring, hoping it will go away over time? The avoidance of pain makes me feel powerful. Past pain makes me feel powerless. So my hurting feels personal, intentional, unavoidable. My agony feels isolating, believing I'm the only one experiencing this type of, of adversity. Here is what I have come to learn. Hard things happen to every single person on the planet. We live; we all live on the same round earth. We all experience humanity. Pain isn't as personal as we may think. Unthinkable things happen to each of us, and they cause pain in our lives. The Bible says in Matthew 5:45, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. The sun comes up for every person on the planet and it rains on every person. God is reminding me that it's not as personal as I may think. Good and bad happen to each of us. No one is immune or exempt from pain, no matter how great our lives may look. None of us can escape pain. None of us are hurt resistant. The pain eventually seeps into all of our lives. You may be thinking, but isn't pain good for us? Doesn't it help signal what needs attention? Yes, pain for a moment is useful to direct us where our need to focus and heal. But constant pain over time is damaging. Suffering can affect us physically psychologically, mentally, and emotionally. It hurts the deepest parts of us, our spirits, and can even warp our souls, our minds, will, and emotions. In short, pain can be torture. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is the tree of life, Proverbs 13, 12. I love how the message version says it. It says, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick unrelenting disappointment. Deferred hope is like a dull, chronic, constant pain that relentlessly drains us of hope, peace, and confidence, etc. It is easy to see where relentless pain breaks down our souls, shattering our thoughts, damaging and robbing us of our peace and our quality of life. What do we, why do we experience pain if we are following Jesus? Have you ever asked yourself that? Pain is a result of our fallen human race. After Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, pain entered humanity. God wasn't trying to keep anything good from them. He was trying to keep the reality of guilt and shame and grief as far away from them as possible. He alone knew what sin was and the ultimate result of what pain would do to humankind and the devastation that suffering would perpetrate. Why is lingering pain so dangerous in our lives? When we are in pain, we don't dream, and that's exactly the opposite of what Christ came to give you and I. Think about the words of the prophet of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29:11, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When we don't dream, We can't authentically live. We survive. Life feels mechanical, automated, dull. If our experience isn't underwhelming, then the pendulum swings and life becomes overwhelming. It feels unmanageable, consuming, and downright terrifying. You and I were never created to live in this condition. We were never equipped to deal with this thing called pain. It's a foreign agent. Think about this fact. Pain is not in heaven. We weren't predestined to live in agony, and it's not part of our eternal reality. The power of identifying our painful parts and acknowledging our suffering is critical to you and I in order to be able to dream again. So, what's the result of this study? I want to give you, I want you to give yourself permission to dream again. I want you to give yourself permission to dream again. After three weeks of focused attention, my hope is that you will experience the glass ceiling of your dreams and purpose and ambition shattered. You will experience your heart dreaming again. There are endless possibilities all around you as you begin to see God bring meaning to your pain. So here are the key components to the things I want you to remember today. Remember, pain has a voice. It says do whatever you need to make it stop. We are all trying to get as far away from pain as possible. The avoidance of pain makes us feel powerful. Past pain makes us feel powerless. No one is immune to pain, no matter how great their lives may look. When we are in pain, we don't dream. Identifying our painful parts is critical to you being able to dream again. So how do we activate this stuff in our lives? I recommend that you grab your Bible and you read Psalms 23, chapter 23 aloud. Many of you already know it from maybe having any connection with spiritual environments, but read Psalms 23 aloud, and then I want you to read this. Understand, many people of God spend decades in dark places, pits of pain, pits of despair, If we don't respond to the invitation to get out, we will die in this place. We have to see it as our way out and our moment to respond. Freedom is waiting. Let's take a look at verse 4 in the Amplified Version. Yes, though I walk through the deep and sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. For you are with me, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort me. At this point, you may feel like you're living in a dark and sunless place. You may even feel like you're in a valley of death. You don't know where to go. You may be overwhelmed, and it's okay. Those feelings are normal. Our dependency on the Lord in these very moments is vital to our process of getting out. We need to feel the gentle nudge of his rod and the gentle push of his staff, leading you and I through these dark places of the unknown. So, how do we respond to this? Well, I love what 2 Peter 1 5 says. For this very reason, adding diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, excellence, resolution, Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, develop knowledge and intelligence. I love how Peter puts this. We are to add diligence to God's divine promises. It will take every effort to exercise our faith. Why? Because it helps us increase our resolution to be free. It will cause our energy and virtue to grow. I love this point. Diligence is God's idea. Hard work is something that he divinely orchestrated to help us get where we need to go. To climb out of this pit, we are going to be required to be diligent, more diligent, than I've ever had to be before. I may not have been trained for this, but I was made for this. If I give it my full attention, I'm promised freedom. Our final stop today is to make a commitment to ourselves, a commitment that I'm going to follow through with this three-week journey. I may not have heard this before, but each time I make a commitment to myself and follow through with that commitment, I build trust with myself. Trust builds confidence. The opposite is true. When we don't follow through with what we told ourselves, trust is broken and it leads to insecurity. So today, that was the first chapter of my brand new book called I Do Hard Things. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I haven't ever done that before, but I thought you would enjoy hearing the first chapter to the book. I want you to know it only gets better from here as we dive into the self-awareness of areas that we've gotten stuck and we see what the word of God has to say about it. So if you enjoyed this, make sure you let me know. In fact, I'm on my socials almost every day. So jump over to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and let me know that you enjoyed me reading the chapter. And if you wanna connect in any way by picking up the book or finding our community or joining the online Bible study, just find the notes for this show and click the links in the show notes. Also, you can always go to out.com and we have everything there waiting for you. All right, you guys, I love you so much. I'm jumping into finishing my Christmas decorating and uh, getting ready for the beginning of the new year. I love you guys and I'll catch you next time.